Please fly over family. We are at the Reawaken America event in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and we are with an incredible woman that's doing amazing things, and the crowd is going crazy. Welcome to the show, Simone Gold. Thank you. Thank you. Too happy to be here. Thank you, Mustafa. Let me clarify something about you real quick as we even get started. I've, I've heard people reference this. Uh, General Flynn talked about you from stage today, but you're, you're like academic trajectory. Can you like clarify that a little bit? Because it, it sounds almost hard to even grasp and believe. But the, with the medical school, the Stanford, like, your ages, and how did that actually unfold? What's that, the real truth on that? It's an excellent question because it does seem incredible. First of all, there's not very many doctor lawyers in the nation, no. period, because it's not just the duration of training, because there are many doctors, for example, who get MBAs, and there's nurses, for example, that get JDs, but very few doctor lawyers, and it's because the intellectual capacity is so different for the two. There's only a few people that can think like that. It's sort of like being bilingual. It's not going to make a decision. At the time I made the decision to pursue both, I simply wanted to learn everything that was possible. I didn't really define myself simply as a doctor, but it's more of a curious person. I went to law school because I wanted to understand policy and laws and government. So I think in looking back on my life, God had me do that so I would be ready for this terrible oh. catastrophe that's yeah. happened to our nation because it's very difficult. You can't really dislodge me on either medicine or law or policy. So I do think there was a hand of God on that. As a practical matter, I had very um, overprotective parents who were very focused on their children being mainstream American successful. So I graduated high school at 16. I graduated college at 19. I graduated medical school at 23. And then I went off to law school. Then I did a residency in emergency medicine. So I've had a lot of school. <laughs> well, the only thing that people probably can compare that with would be somebody like a Deion Sanders that played professional baseball Correct. and professional yeah. football. And it's such a rare thing to see the duality. I love that. that. That's an excellent comparison. It's just really not the way most people's brain can work. For me, it's very easy. I am both all the time much the same way that athlete is, much the same way bilingual people are. Yeah, phenomenal. And I, I just love what you said there about God was preparing yes. you for this time even more than you could have even known. Yes, I did not. I did not know. Many times, I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm interested in business. I'm interested in the Constitution. I'm interested in history. I'm interested in medicine and law. But I do think looking back, I was wondering, well, really, why did I do all of this schooling? I mean, sometimes I thought it was a little bit silly looking backwards. I mean, most people do this thing to have a career in law or a career in medicine. It was clearly the hand of God, uh, clearly the hand of God that I should be ready to take on the elite institutions yeah. and not be cowed. Wow. That is so true. How are you doing? We've been celebrating you getting out of prison, which I know when you opened the day, it was so funny. You're like, I can't believe those words are coming no, out of my mouth. You said that now. I know. You know, how are you doing after that? Let's talk a little bit about the time that you spent in prison. So, I don't want people to think it wasn't very difficult and very harsh. Oh, it was. Yes. And I sometimes wonder if people are thinking, you know, as I gloss over it, I, I'm not trying to avoid it. It was very difficult. It was very harsh. It was also so unfair. It's hard to live with the injustice of it. But at the end of the day, we're all given various challenges. Yes. All of us. A, a child dies. A parent dies. You go bankrupt. Somebody in your family goes to prison. Something happens, right? It's reality. So yes. this, this became my reality. I absolutely decided to make the most of it. That's the truth. The hardest thing for me was when I learned I was being sent to a maximum security detention center. Yes. And I'm a human being. I was afraid. Well, of course. I was afraid. Um, also very difficult was being put into isolation. 
Isolation should not be legal 99.99% of the time. It's so horrific. Yes. Eventually, isolation ended. Being in a maximum security facility gave me a chance to meet people and be exposed to aspects of our criminal justice system that I would not have had if I had only been where I belonged, which is a minimum security prison. I do think that having had this true experience where it's not hearsay, it's not something I'm reading in a book, will inform my public remarks going forward and inform policy decisions I make. So it was both very difficult and I made the most of it. What did you learn about yourself in prison? Excellent question. (laughs) You know, there's something about all the trappings of the world being removed from you. I've spent the last 30 years really being a very highly credentialed, highly esteemed in every cocktail party I go to people. Oh, she's a doctor, lawyer. I mean, that's, you know, you can just sure. Uh, right. I walk in with like a ticket everywhere. Yes. Now, when I went into prison, I kept a very low profile. Who was I with the women there? That's now my peer group, right? I wasn't better than them. I was right. there with them. Yes. What would they think of me? Well, it completely depended upon me. Mm-hmm. Is my character decent? Was I a gossip? Was I causing trouble? Was I causing dissension? Was I find a couple? And, and that's what prison taught me. It's like, there's no accolades around you. You're not a doctor. You're not a lawyer. You're a prisoner. It came to a head at one point. There was one point too much to go into where a little tiny friction came up through no fault of my own, but I was pulled into it and it was a, a little bit scary. And I didn't know if I was actually going to get hit. People asked me if I was scared. Mostly I was not, but there was this one time that I was. And what happened instead was people actually came to my defense. Now, that's amazing, right? Oh, yeah. That meant based solely upon, I would say, my character. Pardon prisoners. Like, no, 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 she's good. You know, and, you know, they don't speak proper English. She good. She good. She nice. She no gossip, you know? Wow. That's what I learned, is that you are you. Yeah. You're not a newscaster. You're not a journalist. You're not even a Remove everything. Who are you? Are you kind? Are you ethical? Are you honorable? Do you help people? Or do you cause dissension? Yeah. That's what I learned. That's huge. I'm actually very grateful for that opportunity. Okay, I got one last question about prison, and then we'll move on. But what did you learn about God during that time? I feel very sorry for people who don't have faith in God. We all have challenges. It, it, it begs, it's irrational not to believe in God. Who wouldn't want to believe there's a God? Let's say we listen to our voice and, and we don't believe in God. At least try. At least say, well, maybe it's possible. Yes. Open your mind to that possibility. Read about it. Sit. Start maybe with meditating. Yeah. And see how you feel then. Because the world is much better right. than there's God. Yes. If there's no God, yeah. it's pretty darn hopeless. Yes. Yeah. Now, I always believed in God, so I didn't have that struggle. But it became, I'm a pretty intellectual person. So for me, reading the Bible was incredibly helpful. I mean, I read Exodus from cover to cover. I actually read the whole Bible again. But Exodus, I mean, um, yeah, Exodus especially. I read the Old Testament, Exodus, in, in serious depth. And my goodness gracious, who am I to complain? Yes, it was unfair. Sure. Oh my gosh, Joseph was in I was going to say, yes. almost created a Joseph narrative to, to have to have everything and then to, to have it stripped away and then come back. Yes. Like very few people ever have that opportunity to really see what they are at the core with everything stripped away. Yeah, everything stripped away. So I became much closer to God. I wasn't angry at all. Like people were like, I was not angry at all. I think it's important to accept reality. You get a cancer diagnosis, you lose your money, someone gets sick, whatever it is. Once you determine what reality is, you must accept reality. It's this inability to accept reality that makes you very unhappy. 
I wouldn't even say I was unhappy in prison. I would say I was resigned and therefore made the best of the situation. But I was reading the Bible almost every day. The other thing I did a lot is I actually taught a lot. So people who were willing, I'm, I'm Jewish. I know we are a little bit different in that regard, but we certainly all believe in God in sure. the Old Testament. Absolutely. There's a lot to share on that. Yes. And it's optimistic and it lifts you up and it makes you feel better and you get it. And you also take yourself out of yourself. Yeah. That is the point of self-pity. Really, it doesn't get anything accomplished. Right. Bible helps with that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Because I know that's very encouraging to people that are listening as well, because as people are stepping out, you know, whether it be rejection from friends or losing jobs, it's like, okay, if the worst thing that I could ever imagine happened, happened, could I handle it? Oh, may I speak to that? Yes. It's a blessing to have the worst thing that can ever happen, happen to you. Prison is bad for anyone, but it's really bad for a freedom fighter. Yes. I mean, I bristle if someone tells me what to do. Right. right? I mean, more than the average person. <laughs> so for me, it's as bad as it gets. And I had to completely submit yeah. to very, um, sometimes sadistic and sometimes just dumb rules. Right? right. So I just did it with grace and I went about my life and business. And that's a relief. So if you're facing an issue, most people are not really facing the loss of their job or catastrophic illness, but they are facing loss of friends and relatives. Yeah. You know what? Even if you're married, even if you're a parent, you still answer to one God at the end of your life. You have one soul, one God, you know, connection. You have to do what's right. And part of that is speaking up your truth. Yeah. Our side needs to start speaking the truth. It could be whatever you think is important. If it's religion, if it's Jesus, if it's God, if it's health, whatever your lane is, yep. please stop silencing yourself. I promise you the great. worst will not happen. Wow. Great advice. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I want to mention your website and how people help and can find you. But first, I want to let them know we're going to put the full recording of your speech today oh, at the end so of this interview powerful. as well. So they can, you know, here's maybe the DVD behind the scenes. But but stay tuned because we're going to play the whole entire speech that you gave, you know, at the, at the, at the event today. I want to make sure people know how to find you and to find your work and to find your website and to continue this because, you know, your story is not over. It just became a lot more interesting. You've got a yeah. book coming out in January. Yeah. Interestingly enough. But I want to share your website yeah. and how people can find you. That sounds great. Thank you so much. Yes. I, I need to remind people that we're simply going to a new phase. So the pandemic and all the lies, the corruption, the government and media, that was really 2021, 2020, I'm sorry, 2020 through 2022. We're now entering a new phase because this is just, this was just a test. Right. They, do. they did not succeed in taking down our nation. But the next test, I'm sure, is going to come through the healthcare system because it's weak and it's very easy to make people, to capture people with yes. care. With healthcare. Yeah. They're going to tell you there's monkeypox. They're going to tell you there's Marburg. And people are going to be, become captivated with fear again. Yeah. We need to stop that. You need, first of all, to have faith. But it helps to bolster that faith with actual science if you can. Yeah. Come to goldcare.com. Goldcare, G O L D C E R E.com to get now, your answers. Yeah, Pastor Mark Burns in the background here, and, and he, uh, he, he solicits quite a response. This is what the crowd sounded like when you were. But the crowd just sounded just like this when Simone Gold was on stage as well. So, goldcare. Goldcare.com is filled with ethical. We do things entirely different. We have ethical doctors, nurse practitioners. We also combine traditional medicine and more modern allopathic medicine. We do it in a way that's to your benefit. Yes. Dietitians, health coaches, cardiologists, all different types of doctors. If you are looking for people who are not lying to you, or if you're so you're an individual, 
or you're an employer and you're self-insured or you're just sick of the of the expenses that you're paying yeah. to the insurance system, which is, by the way, feeding the beast of medical Marxism, please check out goldcare.com. So goldcare.com. We're going to continue following your story and following you. Hopefully we'll see you in Branson. You will. And yes. uh, maybe Nashville and January. So we're going to continue this. I'd love it to see what people do when they get knocked down and they come up stronger. That's right. There's a fearlessness to it and you can just see it on you. Yeah. And, and uh, it's inspiring. It's inspiring. So thank you so much. Thank you. You know something? I'm going to close with this. Fear is contagious, but so is hope. Yes. Hope is more contagious. Bravery is contagious. Go be hopeful. Go be brave. Enjoy yourself. Be happy. Have joy in your life. You know, the other thing is the other side is quite miserable. People say, what do I do? I said, just be happy. Yes. Like, have your kids over for dinner. Yes. Joy is contagious. Bravery yeah. is contagious. Courage. Yeah. I love it. I want to acknowledge something about you because we started with the rarity of the duality of being able to be attorney and be able to be, uh, understand the business. You know, uh, we deal with a lot of doctors, a lot of people doing different things. But as a team, like, we want to pray for you and continue to support this because you are one in a billion. I yes, you are. One in like everybody. Yeah. And everybody's unique and special, but I really feel like God has got you here in this moment and you've gathered people around you, the frontline doctors, you've gathered people that are following them and even people that aren't patients of them. What you represent on bringing those things together is the only thing that people have to point to. That's an option to the old system Yeah, that you are alike to what the next system can be. Mm-hmm. And so we just encourage you, encourage your team, encourage everybody that's a part of you to stay the course. Yeah. Say this because people are watching. You're hopeful, and and you're you're representing a system that can work. Yes, that can work. And so I don't know anyone else that could lead it. I don't know anyone else that could even think of it. So anyway, we just want to encourage you just to stay the course, keep doing what you're doing. And there are more people praying for you and are thankful for what you represent and who you are. Thank you so so thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm going to try to do everybody justice and bring them the best system that we can have. Amen. Thank you, thank you Simone. Thank you. Hey, Flyover family. This is David and Stacey Whited. We are at the Reawaken America event. It is incredible. And look who's behind us, Eric Trump. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be in, in Washington, Idaho, the Northwest. This is our second time out in this part of the country, and the people are going crazy. They're excited. They're coming out of the woodwork because they're realizing they're not the only patriot. They're not a home left alone, isolated by themselves. They're coming out, and they're with... 8,000 other patriots uh, at a racetrack because this is what you got to do to save America. And everybody's high-fiving each other. They're giving each other hugs. They're coming around. They are just excited to be a part of this movement that is truly making a difference. They are waking up, they're speaking up, and they are showing up. You all know that we all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. We need 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. And that's what's happening right here with this incredible crowd. And you know, it's so important that you get together with other patriots. It's so important. That's why they isolated you, had you by yourself for two years, put a mask over you. They don't want to see your smile. They don't want you out in public. They don't want you around other patriots. But when you do, you get awakened. You get excited. you got to be here at the next one. We're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to be going to Branson, Missouri. There's only two events left. So get your tickets. Come out and see us. You have to be there. You do not want to miss it. We'd love to have you come to the meet and greet. It's going to be an incredible event. You know, during the revolution, they got together in bars and pubs. They got together every different little place they could. And they talked about what it would be like if our country was free. What would it be like to not live under a king and tyranny? 
you know what? That's what we need right now, getting together, sharing good yes. ideas with each other. Then you take those back home and you get to work. That's where it starts, though. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.